This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. It's all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. I'm Delta Work, and it's time for Very Delta. Orville Peck is here, but first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who always orders the chocolate decadence, the deliciously indulgent dessert that's a lot more than a little sinful. But first, let's get into some things that are very Delta. Delta! Would you like me to? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like me to seduce you? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like me to seduce you? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like to see my little piggies covered in mayonnaise? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like to see my feet covered in mayonnaise? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Do you like my feet? Would you like me to trample your face with my feet? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like me to ruin you with my feet? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like to fuck off? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like me to spray my perfume? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like to smell the perfume on my wrist? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like to hold my hands like this? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Would you like to have salad dressing in here? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Look at that. Interior decorating designs. Options for the modern woman. Do you like salad dressing?
Do you like to shake your salad dressing? Or do you like to shake it like this? Like that? bottle of Ken's? Hmm. Ooh, Alberto. Is that a bottle of Ken's? Is that a bottle of Ken's in your pocket? Or are you just happy to pour mayonnaise on my feet? Okay, what are we doing? It's pumpkin spice season. Uh, pumpkin spice season officially begins in like mid August. Pumpkin spice season officially begins like mid August. So we're we're in it. We're deep in it. We're ready to go. Um, and I can have pumpkin. I can have pumpkin spice all year round. I can have the drink. I can have pumpkin bread. I can have pumpkin lotion. I can have pumpkin seeds in my salad. I can have it all all year round and I do. But it's this specific time where we really, really celebrate it because most people don't have it throughout the year and most locations don't have it readily available. Um, but I'm curious, what about the people that want to celebrate, but they don't want pumpkin spice? There has to be something else that is just as strong right alongside pumpkin spice that could be involved in everything. Like it could be uh, a, a type of bread. It could be a shake. It could be a tea. It could be uh, mixed into, I don't know, a tamale. I've had a pumpkin spice tamale. What else could do it? And I think I have the answer. Cranberry bliss. We have to have cranberry in things. A cranberry tea. A hot cranberry tea with some sort of, I don't know, emulsion involved in it. You could have a cranberry orange bread. Doesn't that sound so good? Like a bar or some sort of coffee cake that's cranberry. I personally love cranberries in a salad. Um, we think of cranberries quite often as cranberry juice, right? Um, we drink it because we love it. We drink it because we have a UTI. It needs to clear up naturally. We also think of cranberries at Thanksgiving, and that falls right in the pumpkin spice time. But we can carry that over because a lot of salad bars will have raisins as a salad topping option. Some will have cranberries. Some will have somewhere in the middle a craisin. I have time for all of them, but I really think there's people out there that are kind of uh, not as interested in pumpkin spice or maybe burned out by the constant pushing of pumpkin spice. I get it. There's plenty of people, probably myself included, who build part of their personality trait on foods that they like. I love pumpkin spice. I love the thought of the season, the way it makes me feel, the weather it suggests, the clothing it suggests. I love uh, not just the taste of comparing um, one pumpkin spice to another's and thinking like, hmm, 
you know, I, I like mine amplified. So I like not just the pumpkin spice, but I want a little cardamom in there. I want um, some, maybe some ginger. I want it really, really brought to life. And, you know, I don't like resting on my laurels when it comes to pumpkin spice. Just because something has pumpkin spice as an option on their menu, like a place, doesn't mean that it's going to be good. Now, I'm going to try it every single time. I'm absolutely going to try it. But it doesn't mean they're always good. And, you know, even if you're somebody who just lightly wants to participate, but maybe you don't want the drink, you can sprinkle pumpkin seeds all over your salad. And if you don't want those, you can have your cranberry bliss. You can have cranberries sprinkled all over the way that you would put raisins on. Cranberry oatmeal cookies. Oh, my. my this is an unpopular opinion. I'm going to let it out there and I will stand by it. It's a hill I'm going to die on. If I lose... People who support me, it's going to have to be. My favorite cookie is an oatmeal raisin cookie. I know. I know. Not everybody likes it. Most people want a chocolate chip. I love chocolate chip. Uh, my number one is an oatmeal raisin cookie. I like it a little bit crunchy. I like it a little bit chewy. I like lots of raisins in it. I love them big. I love them lumpy. I, love, I just love oatmeal raisin cookies. I also love peanut butter cookies. So I'm going to say I'm normally oatmeal raisin right below that peanut butter, kind of at the same level. But if I had to pick the oatmeal pushes the peanut butter out of the way, kind of, although it depends on how you make it, because I, I if it doesn't have the fork crisscrossed on it, fuck off. I want the original cutesy one. That's my uh, peanut butter cookie. Um, and then I would probably say a chocolate chip, if it has like nuts in it, that's really good. I like a sugar cookie. I like a snickerdoodle. Um, I'm not that much of the double chocolate cookie, although I, you know, listen, I haven't met a cookie I don't like. That's no secret. Um, but, you know, I have my preferences. But I would love to see a place like Subway who brings out like uh, specialty cookies. They probably have a pumpkin cookie that comes out. They could bring a cranberry oatmeal cookie for those people who are done with pumpkin spice, but they want a flavor they can claim from August all the way through like mm, end of February, beginning of March. Because, you know, that's really when I'm alive. I'm alive during that time. Um, we're ushering in, um, you know, uh, uh, Halloween. You know, I love putting my Halloween decorations out. In fact... Sometimes I want to carry my Halloween decorations in a scary theme, but I also want my Day of the Dead stuff up, which is not scary to me um, and isn't necessarily Halloween because it's its own celebration. Uh, but I don't know. I, how am I going to merge both of them? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to do that. But I also need to um, celebrate the pumpkins. Of course, those are always in my Halloween decorations and my fall decorations, but I need to bring more cranberry out. I feel like if I suggest cranberry enough, it will take off. I think people will be interested in this idea that maybe they don't want a milky pumpkin-y drink. Maybe they want something crispy and still wintry. And I think you can definitely have that. We don't. I'm not talking about a peppermint bark or a peppermint... Um, macchiato or you know anything like that which i think is absolutely delicious and i order them i'm thinking about somebody i'm thinking of a pro i'm thinking of a product one ingredient that could hold its own all the way across i don't think you're going to eat a peppermint loaf i think you're going to eat a peppermint chocolate chip cookie 
But I do think you are going to have an orange cranberry clove loaf. I think you're going to have a cranberry raisin cookie. I think you'd have a cranberry tea. I think you would have a cranberry dressing alongside of sliced turkey. Sounds absolutely delicious. Um, I think you could have a cranberry coffee, but I see it more... Uh, I'm trying to understand the new mushroom coffee. So I think maybe there's a place for it in there. But listen, if pumpkin spice uh, can be its own thing, then cranberry can be its own thing. So pumpkin spice doesn't have to be a tea and cranberry doesn't have to be a type of coffee. They can stand alone for two different audiences that say the tried and true pumpkin spice people can say we're going to be pumpkin spice and other people that want to come in, but don't, maybe they just don't like that flavor. Maybe they don't like the way it smells. They're going to like cranberry because cranberry is going to bring you bliss. Cranberry for the fall, cranberry for the winter. Cranberry as we look like this and look out the window, we peek and we go, I see you spring. Guess what? I can stick around too because I'm a fruit. How about that? Cranberry is going to be strong this fall and winter. Mm -hmm. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me, Mark. Hey! You shut your mouth when you're talking to me, Mark. Is this burning an eternal flame? My dog has just been peeing on everything. I wonder if she's fearful. Oh, powdered ginger root in capsule form given 30 to 45 minutes before the car ride. Ginger root is available at health food stores. Uh, Check with your veterinarian for the correct dosage and to rule out any potentially harmful interactions with medications your dog is currently taking. Dramamine. Yes, dogs can take it too. Check with your vet for the correct dosage. Try a, try a homeopathic remedy made specifically for canine car sickness. Check out this book, Help for Your Fearful Dog, a step-by-step guide to helping your dog conquer his fears by Nicole Wild, CPDT, now available on the internet. Oh, I wonder if I have enough bus fare. Let me check my purse. Oh, there's my bus pass. Oh. Do you ever have a piece of gum at the bottom of your purse? Mmm. Right in the bottom of my luar. Mm-hmm. Mm. Next week on Very Delta, Sybil Shepherd will be here. I had no, I didn't know that she was around. Next week on Very Delta, 
from the hit series Out of This World and Saturday Night Fever, Donna Pesco. It's going to be a great week. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek, and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, You can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, this is a uh, this is an audio podcast with a visual element, or with an audio element. Okay, and that's what we're gonna make, Mark. A luxury public access. Oh my God! You really show. watched it before? I've seen. I think I've seen every episode of Very Delta. Stop. That's so sweet. Anybody <laughs> said that before? <clears throat> oh my gosh! I'm gonna go home with a baby. <laughs> He is a gay country star who loves Fringe more than I think maybe I do. The one and only Orville Peck is here. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. You, like, I mean, my God, you you walked in, you know how to wear these pants. (laughs) You know how to part right at your (laughs) lips perfectly. Uh, Well, it's taken many years of practicing that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, though. I mean, I think I think people it resonates with people because um, I think people always think that they know the person behind the mask, as they say. And I think you have to keep some of that for yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. I like to uh, I don't like to give it all away for free. Right. As I like to say. Right. Because I think we that's lacking in a lot of well, pretty much everything these days. Mm -hmm. You know, so I like a little mystery still. Do you have them custom made by one person or several people? So I used to make them myself for many Oh my God, years. okay. Yeah, and then um, now these are sort of my new ones and they're made by a special effects company that did like 
they did all of the Buffy series. They do mm -hmm. tons of um, horror stuff. They're amazing. Um, and they molded my entire, I did, they did a cast of my whole upper body, uh -huh. which seems now like, so unnecessary for my entire body to be cast but oh, it was um, necessary for them it was necessary for them it was a very frightening experience and then uh now they're yeah they're like tailor-made to my face and I, I still have the bust of myself at my house have you ever gotten food on your fringe <laughs> yes um i've been so i figured out what to do i braid it i part it and put it in two braids mm -hmm. but um even then it's sort of struggle i've been to uh like fundraising events galas things like that where there's a, a meal component um and sometimes i've not realized that there's going to be a meal component so i haven't braided it uh and navigating food i mean it's i'm sure it looks absolutely ridiculous and then i end up with like you know food all on my face and all over my mask i mean it's a i bet you thing. don't i bet you don't after all this time <laughs> you're probably very careful about well, it Well, i'm very careful now now i kind of now if there i say like i'm, I'm good i won't eat thank you uh-huh it is it is it's I don't know. It's sort of like having long hair. Like I'm always playing with it. I'm always sort right. of like, you know, so it's kind of like, I imagine like having a wig or. Yeah, no, completely. Cause th it seems very true that like with a wig, people will, um, they'll be interested in it. So I'm sure people see the fringe and I, there's gotta be people that try to fucking grab and like, that's the grossest thing ever, 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 yeah. by the way. Like I already know from the wig standpoint, but when someone's touching like around your face, it's thankfully I'm not, too often in the position anymore Good. and also um i will say most people seem to be very respectful um i did once <laughs> have somebody who is uh, quite a famous pop singer i was on the red uh, carpet at the grammys and this person walked up to me and said i'm such a big fan and pulled my mask up Oh my god! And someone took a photo, and there's a photo. It's like one of the most bizarre moments of my life because I just thought, um, you know, that's lovely, mm -hmm. and that's so that's great that you're a fan. But like, what? Why would you do that? And you know, like, I just sort of thought, like, imagine I went up to someone and like lifted up like their outfit, or I mean, it just seems so. It's the same thing. Bold, kind it's of, you know. Uh, so that's it's it's happened for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like. I, I just think it's just so weird that when people want to be. I mean, I get it. They, they, they feel like I don't. know, They want to be part of something, maybe, or I don't know what it is. But 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 I don't get it because I don't allow it. Well, maybe I'm sure you might be able to relate to this. I think when you wear sort of a costume, quote unquote, you know, like mm -hmm. a, like if you're in drag, or for me, if I'm like in my whole, I think there's an element of people. There's some people that sort of think that you might be like a Sesame Street character or something and they feel sort of this entitlement to like mm -hmm. be able to grab at you or like, you know, like it's happened a lot, of course. And I think yeah. and I, I know a lot of drag queens, too, who always like don't touch my hair, don't touch, you know, like that kind of thing. And I, I wonder if there's some element of people forgetting that there's people under this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the, <clears> that's <throat> the weird part is, uh, uh, you know saying for myself not saying for anyone else but um you know i i wouldn't want to go to disneyland and see mickey mouse with no head on right so if i'm presenting this to you um but i think there are people that think like well i want to know you uh other than this and it's yes. like you know me because of this well and also i think if you want to know underneath this you might be missing a big portion of it of oh, what that's so true. We're doing here, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. no, for sure. But I would say um, most people are pretty respectful. I, I have to say, but mm -hmm. there is the odd person that does, yeah, of course, like uh, something crazy like that. 
What kind of drag queens do you like? I, well, I love all drag, really, truthfully. Um, it's not all valid. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, I, what does Alaska say? All drag is vapid. Um, uh-huh. I really, so when I first started becoming friends with drag queens, uh-huh. um, I I had never even gone, I grew up um, playing in punk bands. And so almost all my friends growing up were like straight boys. And I didn't really know many other queer people growing mm-hmm. up. I was always openly gay though. Uh, but I would often find myself the only queer person in the spaces that I was in. Um, and then I'd never really even gone to a gay bar, uh, up until I was probably in my early to mid twenties. And, um, I was living in Vancouver, Canada at the time. And <clears throat> this group of people approached me cause they were doing a country, uh, themed drag show and they didn't have anybody in the, in the gay community in Vancouver that could DJ it. Cause they didn't, no one really, <clears throat> no one was really a big fan of country. So they asked me if I would be the DJ for it. So I then became, I was like, you know, hanging out in gay bars all the time. I immediately became friends with all the drag queens. Cause I think especially back then it was still, it was sort of pre drag race hype. And so I think drag was still very much sort of subversive, even within the gay community. I think it wasn't really even loved by all the members of like the queer community sure. yet, you know? Um, but I was friends with a lot of the sort of uh, weird <clears throat> outsidery type drag queens, I would say at first. And that was kind of um, a lot of the drag I liked. And then as I got older, I think my favorite type of drag is sort of a more classic looking approach to drag, maybe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love your drag, not to, <laughs> not to, <clears throat> but um, it's funny, there's a department store in South Africa. It's called Edgar's and it okay. was sort of like our Macy's or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, when I, I hated school all, all my life as a kid, so I would sometimes, you know, my mom would let me stay home from school and I would go to Edgar's with her. Uh-huh. And I remember the comfort of kind of those days off with my mom and we'd go to the department store and all the women working at Edgar's looked like how what your drag is. Oh, you know, the kind of, I love that. Like, and so I think that's like a very comforting drag to me. That's sort of more classic I guess, quote unquote, sort of old school drag. I would, yeah. you know, I think that's probably my favorite type. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. What, um, your music for me, your music, uh, how do I, how do I, cause I hate, I hate when, when you, one thing I hate about drag is when somebody goes, oh, that look is so Alaska or that look gives me this person. So I hate doing that to another artist by saying this reminds me of this because it shouldn't remind you, but it could evoke the yeah, feeling that something else I think that's okay. I, I, I use t- a plenty of reference and inspiration. You know? And I feel that. Like, I feel, I, it, it seems, uh, you know, people say that, like, like drag, the, the idea of drag being dangerous is a scary thing. I think there is, there is an element of, like, uh, maybe not danger, but temptation in, yeah. in the music that you... Uh, put out I think there's uh, sort of this like longing in some of the even even in those instances where uh, your voice is like dragging something out there's just something that uh, I I think of people who who make me feel that way like Katie Lang made me Katie Lang was my very first crush ever I love that and I I and I, I think I talked about this recently but like I 
It was the 90s. I had no idea. I saw Katie Lang on VH1 and I was like, oh my gosh, I this boy is so beautiful. Yeah. And it wasn't until, I don't know, months later that somebody was like, that's a girl. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it, it didn't click for me that that should not be. I just knew how I felt. And I, I saw this like soft edge, but then there was like a hard edge. And I think that's the beauty of the music that you produce. What Who influences that? I mean, Katie Lang, <clears throat> for sure, one of my early influences. I think people often forget when they're talking about sort of the canon of like queer country music. A lot of times people forget about Katie Lang for mm -hmm. some reason. But I mean, you know, like Absolute uh, Torch and Twang oh, is like so one of the most incredible country albums. And yeah, you know, for like uh, a sort of, you know, a quote unquote masculine presenting lesbian woman to mm -hmm. make country music from Alberta, Canada. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And for the time it was, I mean, no one was really doing that specifically. Right. She really was a trailblazer. Um, I had the honor of being able to work with her a few years ago. Wow. Uh, and she's absolutely always been uh, an inspiration to me. Um, I'm a huge fan of the crooners, you know, like, uh, of course, like Elvis, Roy Orbison, um, Johnny Cash. Mm -hmm. I love the whole... Um, outlaw era so like willie and chris christopherson and and then of course i love dolly patsy klein tanya tucker you know sort of i guess what now is considered old country right not, i wouldn't say i'm massively versed or ma uh, much of a fan of kind of new mm -hmm. top 40 country yeah I, I i feel like i was very very uh into country like in the 90s and there was like a time when it was there were so many female artists that were happening all at the same time. And now I see a lot of those people, Tanya Tucker, uh, Susie Boggess, a lot of those people are like traveling uh, like a like a state fair circuit or yeah. whatever. So people that I thought I would never have access to, I actually do have access yeah. to now. They run their Instagrams and it's like super fun to watch. I think Tanya Tucker had a reality show for a minute. Amazing, um, yeah. So it's fun to, to see that. But I don't know where in my mind, like uh, music is so important to me and every kind of music is so important. But there's a special place for, for me when it comes to country music um, because there's something that is super sexy about the sadness. And I don't know why that is. Well, you know what I think I often say? I think it's it's ironic and almost presumptuous of people to assume that um, country music would not be for kind of queer people. Right. Um, or even like sort of like marginalized people of any kind because I think traditionally country music is about loss disappointment um unrequited love you know um those are the queer experience for everyone right, at some point you sure. know like i remember being so moved and spoken to by patsy klein because you know her songs just seemed so full of yearning you mm -hmm. know like walking after midnight um, it just it feels like a gay anthem to me, you know, right. in my mind. And I think there's something sort of comforting about hearing trauma that you can relate to in, an, in another person's music. And I think that's probably why, you know, we like, as queer people, we like dramas and we like tra tragedy and all that stuff because I think it sort of calms the, our own tragedy within, within us, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, you know, then you have someone like Dolly Parton who I think exemplifies country so well because she makes everybody in the room feel comfortable and right. everybody can relate to her in some way. Um, 
because I think her stories feel like all of our stories. And I think that's kind of how country is for me in general. Mm -hmm. I can't not listen to Faded Love by Patsy Cline and not wait for that very, very end where her voice like almost cracks. And it's like, that's that final moment of like, I'm done with, I can't sing the song anymore. Yeah. It's, it's so, beautiful. so beautiful. But you, you, your songs do this, they evoke that same feeling of, um, there's a feeling of sometimes wanderlust. There's yeah. a feeling of being forgotten. There's a feeling of wanting to reclaim something and not being able to get that back. A hundred percent. And I think, yeah, like you said, we do, um, we do feel that I think with music for sure. Let's take a break. We are back with Orville Peck. Um, you recently did this really cool video with Trixie uh, where you did her makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about that. Um, well, I've been friends with Trixie for years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're very, very close friends. And um, we've always joked that she was going to do my makeup and I would wear like a flesh colored mask or something ridiculous or just kind of be on the channel for something. Um, and then she started doing this series now where people do her makeup on her um and so she asked me to do it and I I actually like I like took it very seriously I really I watched like every video of hers doing her makeup I made insane notes whatever I think I did an all right job actually Mm -hmm. um but she likes she she tried to pull something at the end about contour but I think I did a pretty good job have you ever done your own makeup no not for like to practice or no Mm -hmm. Could you, if you weren't a singer, could you be a makeup artist? A Maybe a mua, as I like to call it. Mua, totally. Yes. Um, I actually did drag once in my life. It's and a rite so, of passage. Yeah, to, I did it as to. part of like a, a fundraiser many, many like this is like 15 years ago or something. But um, but someone did my makeup for mm-hmm. me. But so I didn't I didn't really was not able to pick up any tips from that. Well, um, because you did something interactive with Trixie, I wanted to do something interactive with us. Um, we have these bowls. Perfect. Yeah. One for you. I have one as well. Um, and we are going to uh, squeeze Best Foods mayonnaise into a bowl. Oh, nice. Uh, do you usually waste mayonnaise or do you do you like mayonnaise? I'm on the fence about mayonnaise. I like it with certain things. Like what? What would be something you'd like? Like on a sandwich, maybe, you okay. know, like on like a sort of like a turkey sandwich. I think there's a place for like mayo and mustard. Combo. Is that your, is that your like go-to would be turkey for a, a deli meat? Yes. A turkey, like a roast turkey, I think. Okay. I'm not huge on, on pork. Like I wouldn't really, I'm not huge on ham, you know? Okay. Um, but I like mayo. What about mustard? I'm, I'm, I'm big on mustard. Um, but you know what I overdid is I, I killed the uh, the really grainy kind of mustard. Like a gray poupon? Yes. You know, uh, I went through a period where I put that on everything so much and now I can't even I can't even look at it. Well, I was like when I grew up, we would always see commercials where people would pull up next to like a car and they'd be like, Pardon me, do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> and I I've never seen people do that. Have you ever has anyone ever pulled up next to you and asked you for gray poupon? No, I've had people pull up next to me and ask if I will sell them my car a lot in Los Angeles. What kind of car do you have? I've had a 1973 Chevelle Malibu. Ooh, Um, that's interesting because guess what I drive? 
what? a 2021 Chevy Malibu. Oh my gosh! Well, look, yeah. it's like. But you know, isn't that? It's. I always think it's funny because I'm like. Sometimes they're like. It seems like they're saying right now. Like, will you sell this to me right now? Right. And I'm thinking like, well, you're in your car. Yeah. I'm in, or like we could pull over to a corner, but like, where am I going? I'm gonna have to get an Uber. Yeah. And you're gonna be here with two cars. Yeah. Are you gonna leave you? Can I have like what's what's the next step? Right. But I haven't I haven't explored that yet. I wish my 2021 Chevy Malibu was as cool as a vintage. <laughs> well, speaking of cool, there's no air conditioning, so it's not as cool to drive oh, around. In the don't ever pick me, when you pick me up for our date. I you better you come in the Uber. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick you up in the Uber X Black. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. When was the last time you called an Uber? An Uber? Uh, I I use Lyft, but if you're talking, you know, just specifically, I would mm-hmm. say, um, I do. If I'm going out and mm-hmm. I'm gonna drink or something, or you know, be out somewhere, I, I'll call a. Should we mix this in there? Oh sure. Yeah. I don't know. The zesty Italian. I did quite an. I what? You I did, did a I tried to do one. a beautiful design. Mine is more. Like all over. Oh, it's got a popcorn kind of look to it. Yeah. Do you? What's your dressing of choice at a restaurant? Ooh, I I'm kind. I really like balsamic and and, and olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like a zesty Italian. Um, and you know, I know you're you did. We talked about this actually. You and I on DM once. Where um, I know you talked about the dinner salad. I know you talked about the dinner salad and the, you know, the kind of erasure of the dinner salad. Right. And also the more specifically, the complete and total erasure of the um, salad bar, uh-huh. uh, which is my personal favorite. But you know what's weird? I would never pick this dressing ever in my life. Mm-hmm. But at a salad bar, I would always put a thousand island on my really? salad. Really? That's strange. Maybe it it's like a nostalgia thing, but I... I would never order it at a, if someone says what's I would never think a thousand dressing but at a salad bar everything just tastes like a thousand island for me. See, uh if you're ever out my way, I live out nowhere near here. Um I live kind of where the 5 and the 605 that probably means nothing to you. It's like um, Orange County, right? Uh before, okay. yeah. Um there is a salad bar that I go to and <gasps> no one's there except for old people. And it's very, very clean. Are you, you're literally painting my dream I here. I promise you. So I'm going to pick you up in my Chevelle. Yeah. We're going to drive to the old person salad bar. Yeah. And that's and just, it's, it's going to be very, very Delta, I think. And, but here's the thing. <laughs> uh, uh, if you if you fly, I'll buy. Um, <laughs> and mine's going to be cheaper because the last time I was there, they literally gave me the senior price. And I did not <laughs> say a word. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. The senior price includes the drink for free. I think it's a compliment. I'll take it. I'll take I'll take any discount on any level, but I'm telling you, it is the proper salad bar all the way around and they bring out a cheese bread for you to have Ooh. and uh they have ice cream and yogurt. I think it sounds like a perfect it's date. It's so so good. So if you're ever looking for a place to go where no one's going to bother you and you want salad bar and it's just old people. I like places where there's old people. Oh, Because I feel too. like that's like tried and true. Yeah, like the like old kind of cafeteria style. It's you know, like, so, there's a tray. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're literally speaking my language. That's that's for me. Do you make your own hot sauce? I do make my own hot sauce. Yeah. I, um, I love to grow. I haven't done it in a minute now because uh, this year we've had a lot of uh, unexpected rain mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. So all of my um, fruit and vegetables are kind of fucked up for rain uh from the rain but um i love to grow my own peppers my own tomatoes and so you know you get these huge 
yields and you don't really know you know you kind of offer them to people and whatever right. so the best thing to do is kind of blend them up and make hot sauce out of them and then you can keep them can you like do you go for like hot or like i go for hot i actually i stress my peppers as we call it so i actually once the peppers have started growing you can you can drought stress them and it actually makes them hotter so you okay. can really force serrano to get really hot or like jalapeno to get hotter than usual and you can actually stress it by by kind of drying the soil a little bit stress your peppers that sounds like that sounds like quite a lot of work to me i can't really um um when you go to a restaurant would you have like if they said green or red which one are you going to go for okay so i'm really particular because i love hot sauce okay. and i've actually i've actually screwed up my my taste buds now i think because i can't have any meal without it mm -hmm. it just tastes bland to me so um i love a green but a green i like on certain things like i love green with like mexican like a burrito i want green verde mm -hmm. um or it has to be uh cholula if it's mexican if they don't have green I it has to cholula. be cholula i love cholula if you give me tabasco with mexican food like get out of here that's not what mm -hmm. we're doing but tabasco is for like pizza eggs. okay okay i follow uh, this you know i like tabasco on eggs is really good um and yeah, Cholula's kind of my go-to. I could do Valentina, uh -huh. I could do Tapatio, but mm -hmm. yeah, I'd say a green or Cholula are sort of my my staples. But wait, how are your eggs cooked? If you're putting the hot sauce, I do on? sunny side up. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> what, what? What's your? What's your? How do you do? Your they got to be over hard. Over hard. So That's or, my mother's. or yeah, or like I like to cook it and then flip it over and then smash it so that the yolk like breaks everywhere and cooks and then it's all like this because i actually the yolk is my favorite part you like that well i most people i think love the like just a little bit of runny yolk and they do their right. toast in it i know a lot of people that like scrambled and i feel like scrambled is for people that don't actually like eggs i think that's true because you're it's sort of like force it down i think that's true but like i actually really like the yolk and the like to mix with all of the potatoes and everything. like that's that's my world. Is it home fries or is it home hash fries? fries? Home fries, home always. fries. Too. I see. I agree. Home fries with like bell peppers and onions. Have you been to Black Bear Diner ever in California? Yes, of course. Are so they still like, around? They're still around. You know what? Oh Listen, I'm not trying to force you, but they just opened up a Black Bear. Well, that's our second well. date. We've yeah. already got two Hello? on the books here. Yeah. Hello. Well, actually, I have a gift for you. Just so you know. You do? Yeah. And what do you mean? You. Um, because. You know I can't come here without a scent. Stop uh, it. So I don't know if you know about this place. Stop but it. But this is something you need to know about because it's very, very Delta. Okay. okay. In Larchmont Village here in Los Angeles, okay. there is a store called The Scent Room. I'm not familiar at all. And it basically makes... It, they sell small run independent and international fragrances that you can't find anywhere. Oh, my God. And so... This is for you from the century. Oh my where god! I think you should go anyway because I think you'll spend a lot of time there. But I Can think I, I open found it? A, a please. I think I found a good one for you because oh the name god. seems I'm seems so good. Excited! This is so sweet. You do have beautiful penmanship. Oh, thank you. Wow, you're like someone else wrote this. They wrote this. They wrote <laughs> no, this in the store. <laughs> no, that's beautiful penmanship. What? Isn't that wild? The perfume is called. Delta of Venus. I mean, it had to. It had to. It had to be yours. Right? Oh my gosh! I and I smelled it. it. It's. It's got a very beautiful, bold scent. See, I don't want to spray it in here and waste it. But no, please spray. Spray. Okay. It's. Uh, but um, 
I, I should I could have opened it for you, but uh, Can you help me? yeah, with the nails, Thank you. Let me help you with that. But yeah, they have. You should go to the center room. I go there and I spend so long. Really. And they, you know, what the really great thing is they have test strips, but they encourage you to spray it on yourself, obviously. Uh huh. And they have like odor resetting wipes, so you oh. can keep going all day long. But what kind of fragrance do you like to wear? Okay, so I like to layer fragrances because I'm. The kind of person where, like, I thank you. I don't want to smell like anyone else, if you know what I mean. Uh huh. Um, so, for instance, like one of the fragrances I use is like a Tom Ford fragrance, but I don't want to just smell like that because I feel like there's right ten thousand people walking around who smell like that as well. So then I layer it with something else and kind of make a mix of things. I'm listening to you say this, and it makes so much sense. Um, uh, you're probably friends with. Kylie Sonique. Yes, of course. And she her, she has the exact same principle as you. And even mentioned Tom Ford as one of the layering yeah. um, elements. Um, she brought um, Bitter Peach. Ooh. And she said, you know what, girl, you have to use this to layer, whether it's a, a feminine uh, profile fragrance or a masculine profile. I love that. It really, it really makes oh, yeah. it specific. Kylie you know? knows for sure. Oh, my gosh. I can already... I already can smell something happening here. <laughs> oh my god! You like it? It's so rich. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Ooh, it smells nothing like anything I have. Oh, perfect! Nothing. I love it. Great. Oh my gosh, Orville, this is so good. Thank you. You're so very welcome. Oh my god, I'm so excited. But yeah, so like, I also like I like scents that smell like things. Okay. You know, like less. I'm not so much in the florals or that kind of thing. Uh -huh. I kind of like. When it smells like a leather boot or like a mm -hmm. wood or something kind of that, you know? Like I'm into spicy sort leather of. Leather boot. What about like an old uh, Tom's slip-on shoe? Love that. You like that? Because. <laughs> oh my God, that smells so fucking good. <laughs> I'm so glad you like wow. that. Wow. I, I couldn't, I don't even, I'm such an, I, I'm an amateur. I wouldn't say a beginner. I would say I'm an amateur when it comes to fragrance, but I can't always figure out how to discern all of the notes. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like I can tell if something smells like juicy or it smells, right. like you said, like uh, leathery, which I think people, when they hear words like musk, they, I think in their mind it goes to musty. Right. And they don't realize like musk is such a beautiful layering of element. Course, yeah. Um, but the, the same thing with leather, like they're, they're oh yeah, such, they're it's beautiful, so sexy. Or like you know, like uh, tobacco or mm -hmm. things like that can be really yeah. Beautiful. A lot of and licorice can be quite nice. So. Yeah, I I always heard uh, like people would say, oh, I don't like rose because it's you know it smells like an old lady. And then I realized, but a Bulgarian rose is creamy, so it's entirely different. You right. know what I mean? There's something for everyone. I think I this it. is so exciting. I'm so. <laughs> I have never smelled anything like that before, and it literally Amazing. has my name on it. My gift from Orville Peck. Oh my god. Okay, let's take a break. Oh my god. Thank Is you. Very small amount. You don't like that much. I like butter on untoasted bread. Like I like oh, butter yeah. on like a roll yeah. or whatever. I don't really love it on toast actually. Really? Well, because if I'm eating toast, it either has something like an egg on it mm -hmm. and that flavor profile is not 
you know, that's like more hot sauce kind of world. Mm-hmm. Or I will actually, I actually quite enjoy like a strawberry jam. But then Love there's no that. butter, just the jam. Okay. Yeah, I like butter on like on untoasted bread. Mm-hmm. We are back with Orville Peck. Um, I still smell amazing. I, I'm not going to wash this arm, actually. This might be the arm. <laughs> Is there something on here? I think there's mayonnaise. Have you ever um, been in an eating contest? And if you have not... I, I haven't. What eating contest might you kick ass at? Well, as most people in my life would probably agree, almost any, because there is really few things I love more than eating. I Really? And I eat a lot uh-huh. and quickly. Oh. And and constantly. Okay. Are you uh, cool with it or are you too good for uh, a hot dog from 7-Eleven? I'm cool with it. Fuck, see what I'm saying? Yeah. With a little bit of, well, I guess they don't really have horseradish. I haven't had one in a minute, but they have some diced onions, might uh-huh. be nice. And um, I'm probably not going to do the chili because uh, okay. I'm just not sure yeah. how long it's been sitting yeah. really there. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah, I'll have a hot dog from somewhere. You're a fucking sure. cowboy <laughs> through and through for sure. This is it. Uh-huh. This is so real. You you cup up in this bitch with tight <laughs> pants, a cowboy hat, yeah. a voice I know. Perfume. Well, this is my the agenda. promise of a salad bar. Yeah. How am I? I. I. We can't. I mean, I don't even want to read letters. <laughs> I just want to like read the tattoos. You're. You're too fun. You're too fun. All right. So this is the part of the podcast. Obviously, you know, people write in letters. Yes. I don't get to see these until right now. Okay. So. Read me, Delta. But people send them in this beautiful, beautiful. Um, Rose gold. Oh, stationary. I mean, Beautiful. Yes. Do you have stationary? I don't have um like uh personalized stationary, but I would love to actually. I know. I feel I have like personalized cards yeah. that I should probably do something with, and I don't think I've ever taken them out of the Vista print box. Oh yeah. I mean I love to send I send Christmas cards and that I, lo- I love Aww. to send st- things, but I don't have any I should do personalized stationery. Do you put up uh Christmas decorations? I do. I'm not, you know, obviously not religious, but uh I do I really like Christmas and actually we we do a Christmas party at my house. Nice. And we do like a little, uh, I forget what they call it, but when you kind of gift the gift game. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I'm like Secret sure. Santa kind of yeah. thing. And like, then you, you know, we and do people like a can little... trade out. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Because you never know what you're going to get. I think you might get this book here. Oh, yeah. And if it's my gift you're getting, it's going to be very good. I like that. Because I like to, I'm a, I, well, I think my love language is uh, gift giving. I mean, I just found out about it. I mean, <laughs> right. shit. My love language is keeping gift bags. And not, and I say I'm going to reuse them. But like, you don't. <laughs> this is like, if I was like, I don't know, a CNA, like I would take this and I would take my lunch in it. Ooh, and I would like have like it for that. weeks and like brag. Yeah. Like, oh, I just got another new thing. and like, But it would be the original <laughs> bag. Okay. Dear Delta and esteemed guest. I'm over strangers using the phrase, how are you, as a greeting. I cannot get myself to lie. I'm not going to say I'm well or I'm good because I'm not. There should be a common understanding that we're all dealing with shit and most people are not fine. I think our words uh, matter and being sincere matters. Most strangers don't care, so why ask? Of course, this doesn't apply to people I know because they're genuinely asking and I can be honest with them. Should I just lie and say good to make a stranger feel better or the next time say I'm fucking awful? Uh, I just buried my mother and I can't stop thinking about her. I mean, they fucking asked. Uh, A fan for a decade, Tony. Wow. That's tough. I would say you should go for the 
I'm fucking awful. Yeah. You know, I mm. think I, I mean, I don't think, I think if someone's, a, if someone's asking how you're doing or how's it going and you want to sort of answer that authentically and literally, uh, it's not on you to make that person feel comfortable with your answer to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a definitely like a a, a fair answer, uh, especially coming from you because you're a storyteller, and so uh, you you want people to know the heart of what's happening. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think for me, because I'm not necessarily a storyteller, I help people share their story. Um, I think I try to like balance that place where I'm like, oh well, you know, how's everybody going to feel? So I should eat the feeling of the negativity and I should just say to them like, oh, I've had better days or, uh, you know what, it's going to get better or, you know, something yeah. where to like ease them into it. But I think if if somebody, if you said that to someone, I think it would be very meaningful because they would know that you were in fact being honest with them. I also think, you know, sort of normalizing like kind of what this person is getting at in this, in this letter, like normalizing not being okay, I think is important, think you know, right. and I think the longer we <clears throat> say we're okay when we're not. I think it sort of prolongs this idea that we're, you know, yeah, we're supposed to be okay all the time. Or, um, I mean, of course, like if, if, if this is just, you know, the lady at the bank, maybe you don't want to get into like, <laughs> right, right. you know, the, the full details of everything you're going through. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for sort of like, authenticity in, sure. in answering things, I guess. I mean, it does make sense. And like I say, if it's coming from, a source of somebody that you already know, yeah, shares for sure. I'm trying. I mean, I, I, I do feel like, I do feel like sometimes, I feel bad for people because they don't know. Like, how else would you greet someone? I mean, how yeah. you doing? I, I, I don't know what, what do you say? Well, I think it's also sort of, you know, like I say, how's it going to people? But I mm. sort of mean hi. Right. I'm not really saying like. How is everything going with you? I think I sort of shorthand it by like, hey, how's it going? Uh -huh. So maybe that's my bad because, but I, I think also sometimes people say it's sort of not with the intention of actually asking how you are, I right. suppose. Yeah. I mean, I guess like when you, I even think of like pronouns, like um, if I'm generally walking into a room, I'm not. I, I have to second guess myself because if I say, hey, guys, what's going on? Like, I, I mean it in such a general term. But right. for some people, it's a space where it, like, triggers, like, and for the sure. same thing goes with asking someone, how are you doing? And it's like, I don't, maybe some people don't have anyone to talk to. And they're yeah. like, you want to know how I'm doing? <laughs> I want you to know how I'm doing because I want someone to talk to. Yeah, for sure. It's a fucked up place to be, but. Well, it's a tough one. Don't be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked <laughs> Okay, here's another one. I can smell this. That was one squirt of that perfume. <laughs> and it is so correct. Uh. <laughs> okay. Oh, this letter's from me. And it's scented. How was that? How long has this been kicking around? Um, Orville, do you know Suzanne Summers? Yes, of course. You do. Do you mind if I read you poetry by Suzanne Summers? I would love poetry from Suzanne Summers. It's a passage from the title poem of Suzanne's book, Touch Me. The poems of Suzanne Summers. <laughs> I actually have this book. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. This book was gifted to me. And like sometimes I'll read through it and I'm like. When was this? What was circa? I want to say the 80s. I maybe, love it. maybe late 80s. Perfect. And I was like, is this fucking for real? Like it's, it's, there's like some serious poetry. Okay. This is 
Touch me. There's a picture of her there. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Uh, before I read this, I have to share a story. My friend uh, who lives in Palm Springs went to see Suzanne when she was uh, launching, lending her name to a skincare line or something. Yeah. And um, they were like, we were waiting outside at the El Paseo or wherever they were. And um, she gets out of her car and she's walking by and they're all behind velvet ropes. And they're like, Suzanne, Suzanne. And she's waving. And they get right, like she gets right near them. They go, Suzanne, you look so beautiful. And she goes, why not? <laughs> and she just keeps walking. And we forever is, were like. Why not? Why not? And why not? Why not? You know? I love it. That I'll, is actually amazing. Anyway. Right? Because you know what it is? I knew that she probably didn't hear what everyone said, right? Because <laughs> right. there's a lot of voices coming at you. So you try to think of something general to say that's like, why general? not? Why not? I love that. I'm going to start saying that. Um, this is touch me. Touch me hmm. in secret places no one has oh. ever reached before. In silent places where words only interfere. In sad places where only whispering makes sense. Touch me in the morning. When the night still clings, at midday when the confusion crowds upon me, at twilight as I begin to know who I am, in the evening when I see you and I hear you, best of all, touch me like a child who will never have enough love, for I am a girl who wants to be lost in your arms, a woman who's known enough pain to love, a mother who is sometimes strong enough to give. Suzanne Summers. I mean... I mean that. Why not? Touch me, <laughs> the poems of Suzanne Summers. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Did you ever go on a playground and would you now and go on one of those things that's like merry-go-round? Yeah, and then like you have to be the person that like runs and pushes it until everyone flies off. Yes, it's my I had, favorite. I, had, I have older brothers, and so I feel like they were doing the grunt work of that uh -huh. kind of thing. But yes, a hundred percent. That's my favorite. Oh. And you think like if you wrap your that legs shit around was metal, yeah, and it was burning your skin off. <laughs> And you burning would fly your skin off. off, and I mean, hurting yourselves. I I think the playground I used to play at, I'm fairly sure had a concrete floor uh, <laughs> below the monkey bars. I mean, you were going home cut. Up, yeah, yeah, cut up for sure. And it wasn't like, oh my god, how did this happen? It was just, yes, you were playing. You know? Yeah, I remember like going out and playing, and we're like, let's just go to this abandoned construction site and Fully. like dig around and Fully. like. <laughs> <laughs> let's die let's see who's gonna die yeah. today well that's how you end up on a uh, walking on train tracks like um in, yeah exactly <laughs> you know it's like exactly um stand by me so it's like you know that's that's, that's what happens uh, yeah i want to go to a playground yeah well that's our third date that's our third date thank you for being here thank you so this much for having me what blew by yeah but they usually do I, I i always feel like i have an intention to talk about something and then it just goes other places which i think that's the whole point Perfect, kind of yeah. yeah well you speak extemporaneously so extemporaneously that's right too we yeah. like that thank you all for listening and watching very delta and a hello to everyone on youtube subscribe to mom podcast so you don't miss an episode also search for very delta on your podcast apps where we come out every single monday as well as here on the mom podcast youtube channel and don't forget to subscribe to the mom plus of your choice for even more very delta you can send all your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Delta Work. People can, of course, find you on social media as well. Yes. Um, anything special that they should be keeping their eyes out for? Yes, we just announced my fifth annual rodeo. And this year it's at Pioneer Town in Joshua Tree. And it's three days of uh, music and drag and all kinds of things. So get your tickets. I fucking want to go to this you because... 
I used to have a friend named Tommy Rose um, that I have not worked with in a long time. And she used to do a drag show in Pioneer Town. Oh, my God. Amazing. And I, I was always like, I'm sh- I should go. I should go. I used to work in Palm Springs for like yeah. 20 years doing the show. Oh, yeah. The show. Well, you'll, we'll, we'll, you'll, we'll send you the invite. you got to come. This it's going to be great. sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Meatball, uh, you know, mom, mom, yes. plus Meatball is doing uh, the drag brunches with Pinche. Live. And House of Avalon are going to be Live. performing. It's I'm going to go be, absorb all of yeah, that. It's going to be super country, super queer. It's going to be great. I'm wearing fringe. Yes, 100%. I am wearing fringe. Uh, you can also follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta because if you're not, you're really only getting 50% of the Delta. Join me next week right here for another episode of Very Delta. And until then, keep things Very Delta. We should have had him uh, uh, put the mayonnaise on my feet for my feet finder picks. <laughs> yes. I'm opening an account. One one thing. I'm telling you, I'm opening an account. Do you know about this? About I know WikiFeed, right? And there's Feet Finder. Oh, I haven't. And there's I didn't. Somebody people were talking about selling their feet pictures. Like, who wants to like? Oh, why you can that? sell them. There's three categories when you go to the website: men, women, high heels. And I went, wait a minute. I'm can like I'm not a woman, but like yeah, but you can. But if all they saw was my feet, and here's the other thing, Doug, check this out. Did I already share this with you? There's a there's you can categorize and there's BBW feet. So it's a big, beautiful women feet. I have a plethora of beautiful shoes that I never wear because when am I really like when I'm doing drag, they have to be kind of universal. So all these shoes, all I have to do is shave to my knee. And put on a stocking and put on a foot, and I can and I can walk around in a high heel. Most fat bitches can't. I can. Well, and you know, and somebody's gonna lose their fucking mind. They're gonna think, oh my god, who's this lady? It ain't no lady. Well, Mom Plus Gold subscribers can get the first link, right? So they have pre-sale to these to these. I pictures. could corner this market, and nobody yeah. would know. Like there would be all these like dudes I, like, I'm, jerking I'm, off. I'm like, really fucking feet. I'm fascinated by the people that. So there's the wiki feet. Yeah. Which, um, the amount of my of pictures of my feet, like I'm not putting up pictures of my feet, but people have screen grabbed. Oh, okay, like, I get it. Yeah, a story where my foot happens to be like the amount of right. effort that's gone into finding people's, like capturing people's feet. Uh-huh. Um, and my favorite thing to do, one of my best friends is Diplo, and uh, I have a higher rating than him on on Wiki Feet. Oh I, shit! I, okay. I, I send it to him all the time and rub it in his face. Yeah. My not my actual foot. In you his should face. rub your feet in his face. Can you imagine the content? Yeah. Oh my god. That's for that's for feet finder. Yeah. That's Me for sticking f- my foot in Diplo's face. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I think like I should. I'm going to keep the mayonnaise containers, and we could do something <laughs> yeah. when he's gone, just so that he doesn't throw up. Um. <laughs> this episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta Show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margo Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. A pirouette? Well, today is cheat day. (laughs) You son of a bitch. These sons of bitches left my can so fucking closed. I can't stand these sons of bitches. Oh, my pirouettes are gone. (sighs) Huh.
Hmm. What would six do? Hmm. Orville. I can still smell you on my clothes. Hmm. Orville. I can still smell you on my clothes. Oh, Orville. I can still smell you on my clothes. Mmm, Oroville, I can still smell your satsumas on my dress. Mmm, Oroville, you're so fruity. Oh, Oroville, thank you for my gift. Oh, Oroville, I can't wait to give you your gift, too. Oh, Orville, can I offer you a pirouette? Oh, Orville, can I offer you a pirouette? Okay. <laughs>